if you're an established designer and you're looking to take your business to the next level, or maybe you're feeling a little bit stuck and uh, not sure how to market or sell your services and whether you're going around in circles and throwing spaghetti at the wall, I want to let you know that we have a new program available. It's called Clients. It's a 10-week program working with me weekly to build your leads and get clients into your business. The link to join is in the show notes. We start very soon. So join the wait list and be first to know when we start. Hello and welcome to Interiors Insider, a podcast for the interior design industry. I'm going to pull back the curtain on the business of interior design. I'm going to share with you what's worked and what hasn't worked in my own business and those I've worked with along the way. Join me each week where I hope to inspire you to take action and follow your dream just like I did. With action, I believe your success is inevitable. I'm Kylie Tyrrell. I'm your host. Let's go backstage. I can hardly believe it. We are about to head into an amazing 2024 Inside Interiors Insider and the mentor program is open um, so if you're keen to jump into the program, maybe you're a career change woman or you're a design graduate and really want to set up your own business, then we kick off in February. It's really been set up to help you set your own business up, teach you the back end, how to market your business and how to start taking on clients so that you can start earning money in the industry. So if that's something that you'd like to do, please reach out or send me a DM and I'll send you the details. But today on our last episode for 2023, I thought we would discuss sourcing furniture for clients, the pros and cons for that, and how I see it playing out with some designers and maybe it's something you're considering taking on in 2024. And I thought I'd just give you some hints and some ideas about curing furniture and what it's done for my business in the past. So what does it actually mean to procure furniture for a client? So I thought we'd start off um, maybe just explaining that a little bit in that procuring means that you're sourcing and planning out the furniture for a design project. So a little while ago, I made a, an Instagram post that basically called BS on decorators, stylists, not being able to make good money procuring furniture. And I just want to share with you that this can be an amazing opportunity for you to make good money in our industry by actually furnishing homes, properties, apartments, whatever you're furnishing, you can actually make good money. But there are a few tips that will help you decide whether this is maybe something that you would consider offering to your clients in 2024. So definitely you can make a lot of money out of procuring furniture, but you need to understand what your process is for doing it, okay? You need to set the expectations up up front. And in order to do that, you're probably going to need to have some idea on what's actually involved. So 
The biggest issue that comes up about procuring furniture is the pricing and you getting access to trade pricing and how you will offer that to your clients, okay? So a couple of things I want you to think about is when you're procuring furniture, it's not as simple as you showing the client what they can get and then them saying yes to it all and then you going out and sourcing it or grabbing it or ordering it and then it turning up on the day and you being able to share your trade discount with your client and it all just coming together in a nice bundle with a nice bow on it. It doesn't actually happen like that in the real world. So today I want to share with you some of the things that can come up and that you need to take into account if you're thinking about offering furniture. First thing, how are you going to charge for it? You as a designer or a stylist and decorator get access to trade pricing. You need to decide upfront how you're going to deal with your trade prices. And that means being crystal clear on your communication with your client. So will you be sharing all of your trade pricing and offering your client a design fee? Will you be sharing part of your trade pricing? Will you be just ensuring that you're competitive with retail in your trade pricing? However you choose, and there is no right or wrong way, the only thing that I ask you to consider is that you holding the industry up to a high standard when you're doing it and that you're ensuring that you're making money when you're doing it, okay? Today's show is brought to you by our major sponsor, TM Solicitor. Tracy is a trusted partner of Interiors Insider. She partners with you to navigate your legal obligations and protect you and your business as you grow. So, so important before we even start our businesses and reaching out to clients that we are protected. You can find Tracy at TM Solicitor on the gram or tmsolicitor.com.au. I've read a lot on this. I actually ran my business quite successfully on furnishing homes and there is a formula and there has been quite a bit of research done on this that if you share any more than 30% of your trade price with your clients, you're actually going to be losing money long term. Now, the reason I say this is people can be giving their suppliers a lot of their trade discount. Some of their suppliers may not actually um, be happy about that because it's actually not holding the industry in good stead. You may get into a real price discounting war with your competitors or other designers and it doesn't always end well. So what I'm going to ask you to have a think about is always start as you mean to go on. Okay, so start there. If you start offering a lot of your trade discount now to your clients, it really puts you in a a tough position to move forward in your business and raise your prices or not pass on your trade as much in the future. That's because you're going to get referrals and people talk, okay? So if I offer Sally down the road 40% of my trade price and then her friend comes to me or she refers a friend to me, then they're going to talk, they're going to understand that you've given them more discounts. So we want to have a crystal clear communication with our clients. We want to be consistent and we want to have a process that we start with and end with, okay? 
So think about how are you going to price your products? When people ask for your pricing, how are you going to communicate that? So there are a number of ways that I like to get that communicated. One is on FAQs, so whether you put that on your investment guide or on your website, you can actually put the way that you deal with your trade pricing on there. You can put it in your contract. You can put it in your welcome guide and you can put it also in your investment guide. So we want to reiterate your policy in a number of places so that we can refer our clients back to that at all times if anything comes up. We want them to be crystal clear on how you deal with your trade pricing, okay? The other thing I want you to consider is it can be really time-consuming when you're going around and sourcing product from lots of suppliers for a client. So from my experience and my advice is limit the amount of suppliers you work with per client and make sure that those suppliers that you are working with align with who you are as a brand and a business, okay? So you want to make sure that the companies that you are dealing with, that you are forming relationships with them, that you're building relationships and that they are really aligned with who you want to be as an interior designer or stylist. You want to think about how you can streamline the whole process so that you can actually make more money. Because from my experience, what happens is deliveries are split. Things arrive where, you know, are damaged. So when you're dealing with this and when you're procuring the furniture, this becomes your problem and that means more hours spent on the job. So that means more admin, more follow-up, and that means more cost, okay? So you've got to consider a number of things that can go wrong on this and things do go wrong things happen things turn out broken you know you might have someone helping you in an install and they may drop a really expensive lamp for examples and so you're going to need to cover the cost of that so you need to be having some fat in your margin okay i want you to also think about what does install day look like do you have one day where you're installing and you're trying to coordinate many suppliers which really becomes very, very difficult? Or are you limiting your suppliers and maybe you're dealing with one or two and organising a date or coordinating a date where they both turn up on the same day so that you can maximise your time and also the client's time, okay? So think about that. For me, when I was doing it in my business, I was working predominantly with one supplier that could deliver many different furniture looks. I didn't really offer too many options to my clients. I understood that my client was time busy. They trusted me to make the selections and I made sure that the product that I was selecting suited or worked with the environment that I was installing it to. So have a think about the install day. How do you want to deal with that and what's going to work for you and what's going to work for your client? How will you pay for the stock? How will you organise that? Will you pay for the stock and then invoice your client or will you get your client to pay the supplier directly? So think about um, what the communication will be around that. From my experience, I think the best thing to do is you do not place any orders with any suppliers until you get a deposit and I would take 50% deposit up front from your client And then the balance of that is then paying just before delivery. So nothing is ever delivered or set up in the home 
until 100% of the um, procurement fee is taken or received. So procuring furniture, it can be a really great money maker for your business. And often, you know, it is something that I see a lot of designers move away from or not offer. If you don't enjoy doing it, by no means should you do it. But if you enjoy it and you can make it work for your business, it can actually deliver you a lot of money. You just need to make sure that you're limiting your supplier base, number one. You're crystal clear on your communication in terms of how you're dealing with your trade pricing. So for me, it was a minimum of 20% would be the absolute maximum I would pass on to my clients, okay? So really think about that. Actually audit your jobs when you're finished. Work out how much time you spent on it, how much money you made. Did you actually make what was your hourly rate? Are you actually making money on it? What suppliers will you work with? And make sure that you're charging for your time, okay, and set the expectation up front. So we want to make sure that we have a contract in place that your potential client signs so that you are covering yourself and it actually is a contract that is suited to the actual service and defined to the service that you're offering. That is really important. You need to have a a very clear contract so that all parties are aware of who's responsible for what. Okay, so procuring furniture, I actually was able to make a really good living out of it. I think it's a great idea. I absolutely love fitting furniture out for clients. I think it's a really feel-good job. You're able to get some really beautiful images from it for your portfolio, but it's not for everyone. There are some pros there are some cons to procuring furniture. So have a think about that before you jump in. If you've got any questions about it, please send me a DM. I'm really happy to answer it. And if you would like to start your design business in 2024, jump into the mentorship. We start in February. The wait list is now open. Send me a DM with mentorship and I'll send you the details to join. Thank you and Happy New Year, everyone. Wishing you all success and abundance in 2024. Thank you so much for joining me today on Interiors Insider. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, head to the website, interiorsinsider.com.au. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a design colleague. That way we get to help others on their design journey. Thanks again and I'll speak to you next time.